0: The devil uses these cognitive biases against you as well especially as believers the devil wants you to discount the fact that all money isn't good money the devil wants you to believe that just because you invest as a true christian according to your beliefs that you can't be rich the devil wants you to believe that the information that god has given to you is not good information that the information that the world has given to you is right but it's not god wants us to be sober-minded And when you leverage these heuristics or mental shortcuts, it causes brain fog and in the wrong situations, it can hurt you financially. As I said in the last episode, we all suffer to some degree from these biases, but it is in the recognition that we can work to reduce the risk. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back, I am A.B. Ridgway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors, say the darndest things in my mom's favorite Christian Financial Advisor. As always, make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time that we release new episodes. And be sure to like and comment on this episode. It really helps the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes for you. Now, man, the last episode was full of information and very very did i say very very dense i had to even listen to myself a couple of times before putting it out you know i understand the difficulty with dealing with these mental barriers but these conversations need to be had so you can be a stronger investor no longer do you have to depend on somebody else but you can make great financial decisions on your own Now, the last episode, we talked about cognitive dissonance and how we can receive new information that contradicts what we believe. And it causes this mental discomfort. And we also discussed how humans tend to lower this discomfort, which is strictly psychological, by changing their actions or changing their beliefs or changing the way that they perceive uh, action or belief. We even touched on conservatism bias which discounts the impact of new information and causes investors to potentially underreact when it comes to decision making. So let's jump right back in and talk about how this bias can affect investors and cause mental barriers in their investment decision making. The first is investors will tend to hold more weight to forecast the stocks instead of emerging data outcomes. Let me give you an example of what that looks like. So let's say that an analyst gives their forecast about a stock or a company or things of that nature people will hold strongly onto this recommendation they don't have to think about it they don't have to think about any research they tell you buy or sell even on tv it's hard to get a client not to put so much weight on what suzy orman or dave ramsey said about investing now i'm not saying they're wrong i'm not saying don't listen to them i'm not saying the information they're giving you is not good but just like this podcast, I don't want you to rely 100% on me. That's why I educate you so much about the nuances and not just the things that are going to go viral. I mean, I could sit here and go, "Bruh, 401k, you get tax doubles, You need to invest in this and that and, and stocks and bonds. bruh. if you're not doing this, you're stupid. You know, you could do all the stuff that they're chucking and jiving and doing all this stuff on social media, but you're different. You're not there for that. What you are here for is valuable information that you can leverage to make the best decision for you and your family. Now, number two, there may be a new product release like a new iPhone that has a mega battery that lasts, let's say a lifetime on one charge, and this will revolutionize the industry. Now, when you have a conservatism bias, when information starts to come out that this was a hoax or not possible at the moment, you still hold on to what that company's newsletter said about it you know, six months ago. Even though there has been countless articles and literature stating that it is pushed back and they don't know when it will come out, this bias will make you hold on to that information because you've already established your values, your beliefs, and your attitudes about things. Three, delaying the sale of investments is a big one they may feel that it will make a comeback because something they heard when they first got the stock that their projections that something was going to magically happen three years later and they discount the earnings reports they discount the new statistics and they hold on to that asset which will cost them dearly in the future now i probably could talk about biases all day but i just want to make one final statement about confirmation bias so i hope that we're all on the same page as far as conservatism bias is right and the dangers of holding on to some of these ideologies without introducing new information and allowing yourself to process that information conservatism bias is basically where you don't want to take the effort to reprocess and reevaluate your perspective based on new information okay so let's move on to confirmation bias as i said here are some characteristics one devaluating statements that contradict your current beliefs and values similar to cognitive dissonance but in this case you hear the information but dismiss it and only recognize information that supports your current beliefs and values so you still recognize that it's there you just don't put too much weight on it when you're considering making your decision two People tend to gravitate toward confirmation bias, choosing what aligns with their current beliefs and values because it's easier to deal with and doesn't take much brain power. As we talked about before, it doesn't have a huge or a high cognitive cause. So if somebody brings in new information that challenges your beliefs or your values or your attitudes, Now you have to take that information, you have to break it down, see how it applies in your life, see how it applies into your potential future. And that takes a lot of work. And sometimes people don't wanna do the work. So what they will rather do is take the information that is easily digestible, information that is already aligned with our beliefs, already aligned with our values, already aligned with our attitudes, and put them in the proper boxes and say, see, it all works. And just to highlight this a little bit more, just imagine when you go to the grocery store, have you ever walked in, you know, you see the apples the oranges and the onions and things of that nature, the celery. And as you're walking, you start to see that some of the vegetables are actually pre-packaged. So instead of buying onions for three, $4, you see a small, small little container for $3. So you can have either three whole onions or this little three ounce pre-chopped onions. What do some of us do? We grab the pre-package. Why? Because it's easier. We don't have to chop it up. We don't have to weigh the onions. We don't have to determine the price, and the price is already there for us, right? We don't have to delegate the work or do it ourselves or have to wait until it's done. We could just pour it into the pot or whatever we're cooking. It's easy. So we would rather pay more for the pre-packaged stuff than we would for something that may take a little bit of effort. And that's what happened with confirmation bias. We tend to pay more whether in the long run as far as our finances are concerned or maybe even regret when we make those decisions because we are not processing the information necessary to make a good decision so let's show how this can show up in investing when you have a confirmation bias most of the time it shows itself as a over concentration in the company stock so when you're at work and everyone is talking about the innovations at work and all the jobs that they're doing, you're you're in good spirits and all have the same bias, right? You work for the company. I don't think anybody's talking about how much the company is going down because that means your job is being lost. So everybody has this artificially high expectation for the company, right? So you start to overweight your opinion of the stock and it doesn't have to be your company stock. It could just be a stock in general that you like. And this infatuation will cause your portfolio to become lopsided. No longer are you diversified, but once again, you are developing a heavy concentration which can cause issues down the line. We see that all the time with uh, investors. When you look at their portfolio, well-balanced, nice little 60-40 or 70-30, depending on how it's weighted versus equity versus bonds. And you're like, okay, this is good. Then you see that a majority of their wealth is in a retirement account and it's all in company stock. So now when you evaluate it, no longer do they have the nice and neat 60, 40 or 70, 30 or whatever it may be. They have this 95, right? five. So you see this portfolio that has, you know, half a million dollars in there, but their company stock, they have two and three million dollars in there. And you're like, no, <laughs> we can't do this. We have to diversify your risk because if this company goes under or there's some complications a majority of your wealth is tied up there but how do you address that to somebody who's been working with the company for 15-20 years and is very optimistic about this individual stock and like I said this same type of mentality transfers outside of companies and we see people falling in love and this is not a solicitation but companies like you know apple companies like amazon you know companies like tesla things of that nature people are drawn to them and they end up being over concentrated which causes a lot more problems down the way especially when we're in markets like this where you can see the drag target was down i think it was nearly 30 percent or something like that i don't don't necessarily quote me about that but it definitely was a drag on the the earning and they blamed it on organized crime but this year if you were retiring you would lose almost 20% or more of your retirement. So either you have to wait longer to retire, or you're gonna to have to realize that you just lost one out of every five years that you've worked as far as income is concerned, is your choice, right? So the overarching problem with these biases in general is that they are hard to see in ourselves. And they can be so strong that even when objective details come out, once again, you will overlook them or discount their impact in your investment decisions. And the other problem is that when details come out that support your thoughts, you will highlight them as confirmation that you're right and tend to overweight that significance. So the easy way to remember this is people believe what they want to believe and ignore the rest. I'm gonna say that again. People believe what they want to believe and ignore the rest, no matter how much you yell, no matter how much logic you put into the, decision-making they are going to believe what they want to believe so the only way you really can get to them is to reframe the information in a way that they can understand it and mirror them align your thoughts with their thoughts and guide them to the new information because if it's too contradictory they're not going to accept it they're going to just discount it they're going about their merry way right so the dangers to investors with this mentality of confirmation bias is that they tend to ignore the downside risk, and when you do that as an investor, that spells trouble. So, confirmation bias says this is a great stock; it yields six, seven, eight percent per year for the past twenty years. But they ignore the fact that intra-year it may go as low as twenty-five percent. So they discount that statistics and they focus just on the positive, and that can spell trouble. The reason this causes so much problem. Is because you're not looking for the right information. You're looking for the information that makes you right. Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody? You know, when you argue or when you disagree, the idea is that you're trying to look for a solution. It's not trying to win. But a lot of people, they're not looking for solutions. They're looking for the information that will make them right. And I don't want you to fall victim to that. What I want you to do, I want you to look for the right information. I want you to be open. I want your eyes and your hearts and your spirits to be open to the right information this is pretty much confirmation bias cognitive bias and cognitive dissonance kind of like all in one line so i really really love what i just said there but i'm going to end on a high note i don't want to drag this out too long um remember once again we have part one so if you haven't listened to part one if you think this one's a little too short this one will make a lot more sense i didn't want to have a 30 40 minute episode on cognitive biases because I didn't think it was gonna be digestible, so I divided it into two. So go listen to that one. It's about 20 minutes or so, or 18 minutes, and this will complement this episode right here. So let's move on a little bit. Let's go to the scriptures here. I didn't get a chance to do it last episode, so I definitely wanna do it with this one, but it says in 1 Peter 5, verse eight, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. The devil uses these cognitive biases against you as well especially as believers. The devil wants you to discount the fact that all money isn't good money. The devil wants you to believe that just because you invest as a true Christian, according to your beliefs, that you can't be rich. The devil wants you to believe that the information that God has given to you is not good information. That the information that the world has given to you is right, but it's not. God wants us to be sober minded and when you leverage these heuristics or mental shortcuts, it causes brain fog, and in the wrong situations, it can hurt you financially. As I said in the last episode, we all suffer to some degree from these biases, but it is in the recognition that we can work to reduce the risk. As it says, all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, doesn't mean that we just sin freely. Same with the biases, just because we have them doesn't give us permission to justify our poor decisions. So let me tell you this, if you stick with your core beliefs and values, you'll be able to recognize good and bad information because God has given you a spirit of discernment. Don't take new information just because it's easy. You've been programmed your whole life about how the world works, how finances work, and God is trying to open up your heart. So he needs you to be able to drop some of these mental barriers to embrace his word and his guiding spirit and no longer holding yourself back by what the world wants you because the world is very deceptive the world does not want you to be rich and righteous the world wants you to think that money is evil but god wants you to prosper god wants you to manage your family god wants you to have those family meetings god wants you to embrace your loved ones he doesn't want money to separate you he wants money to bring you together and i want to help So we can recognize this in ourselves when we read things in the scriptures about money and how it can help you grow your family and bring you prosperity in your life. Then we listen instead of shutting down and letting the world tell us that in order to be pious, we must have poverty. That we must be poor, that we must have nothing if we're truly going to follow God. But it's not about having no resources because the kingdom of God needs your resources. What it's about is understanding what you're doing it for. You're not doing it for the riches. You're not doing it for the houses. You're not doing it for the cars. You are doing it for God and his people. And when you work, you deserve those resources. So you can continue to be the best steward that God has anointed you to be. And this is exactly why I have this podcast. So I want to applaud you for making it through this episode. Hopefully you listen to it again and again and get more out of it because knowledge is power don't let something good pass you because you have to work a little bit harder to get it this is a very difficult episode but I want you to have the knowledge I want you to get better I am somebody here who wants to warn you of the challenges so you can face them head-on you got this I believe in you and in closing now that you are aware of these biases you can work at overcoming them and becoming a stronger more rational investor well, I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, to comment, and to share wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, go to our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com podcast. The link will be in the description below. And join our family. And as a thank you, we have a free gift for you. And if you need help building your financial plan, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. I am A.B. Ridgway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgway, owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com. And schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms: Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am AB Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor, which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. A and Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money.